This week, Concepts 2. Hello, and welcome to Roman Empress's Hellas Rankium Memorial episode. <laughs> I'm Jamie. Speaking from the grave. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> this would be really dark if it's true. <laughs> it will be incredibly dark if it's true. <laughs> Better release it. I will. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine Eleven, And this is episode 99, Constance Two. Oh, yeah. Yes. So here we are. The man who we have seen before, known as Constantine the Bearded, known to history as Constance Two. Ten points. Yeah, well, we already know his image of facial score because we've yeah. already given it to him. That's true, yeah. Uh, I'd like to think he had that beard from day one. From birth? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's an impressive beard. Uh, also, before we start, just want to point out, we're very much in the Dark Ages again in terms of sources here. We're, it's similar levels of sources than the, uh, the Crisis period. Okay. So dates are a bit muddled. Yeah, things get a little bit muddled and um, long periods of time passes with not much said about them. So uh, with that said, <laughs> are we ready to jump in? Yeah. So Constans was born to Constantine 3B and Gregoria in 630 as Heraclius, named after his father and his grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Family name. We don't know anything at all about his childhood, where he was born, etc., but um, he would have been well-educated, and he would have had his massive beard. So, possibly bullied at school. I don't think so. I think he just demands respect with a beard like that. <laughs> Probably, yeah. He's walking through, everyone's went silent. <gasps> Look at that beard. The teacher's just really jealous, like, oh, I can't grow a beard like that. Yeah, okay. So well looked after. Yeah. Does he condition? Well, I, I assume does. so, for the beard to be that magnificent. It smells lovely. You've got to do something with it. See, my head is grey from a young age as well. Yeah, it's a big grey beard. It's a Gandalf beard already, that's yeah. what it is. Ooh, Gandalf the grey beard or Gandalf the white beard? Ooh, grey. I've got grey in my head. Gandalf the grey beard. A, a neat but combed straight, right, like the picture. Yeah. Comb straight but grey. Right, okay, so kind of cross between the two Gandalf beards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right, now we've uh, got the important business out of the way. <laughs> um, he was 10 years old, going on 11, when his grandfather, Heraclius, the emperor, died. Then his father died three months later. So it must have been quite a tricky time for the 10-year-old, this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially considering certain family members were trying to kill other family members. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Martina, how are you? Yeah, and his uh, cousin? Cousin? Oh, the incest makes it tricky. But anyway... <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Yeah, some people are having certain bits chopped off them and being exiled, and it's all yeah. it's all a bit nasty for a ten-year-old. He probably had very little say in what was going on at this time. He would have been ushered into the Hagia Sophia one day and crowned co-emperor, and then watched as the leaders in the army and prominent members of the Senate engineered the coup that took down his co-emperor, Heraclonus. See, that would really emotionally mess with you, wouldn't it? Because you're thinking, are they doing that about me? Yeah. You get really paranoid. Yeah. He's probably there weeping into his beard at night. <laughs> yeah. Feeling scared and alone. <laughs> no one understands. Yeah. Chafe, chafe, chafe. Anyway, shortly after this, a speech would have been thrust in front of him. Here you go, little boy. Read this to the Senate, please. So he did. To paraphrase here, he read a speech that went roughly like this. Martina killed my father. She attempted to place her child of incest on the throne. You guys in the Senate helped to stop that. You were all very wise. I therefore invite you all to assist me in ruling until I'm old enough. Oh, that's a charm offensive, isn't it? Remember, he was given that by the Senate to read oh, to the course, Senate. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, follow that. Yeah. Idiots. So, again, I mean, understandably, he's a child, but uh, he's being swept away by events here. Yeah. I, it almost seems at this point the emperorship's just a figurehead. Yeah, it's taken a bit of a knock mm. uh, since Heraclius died. But don't forget, Heraclius did die only six months ago. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, this is very much a, a power grab by those high up in Constantinople's society who yeah. are just 
attempting to get a puppet emperor on the throne. Yeah. You get that feeling. But unfortunately, the names of those people who were pulling the strings in the background have pretty much been lost to us. Uh, still, they would have looked around the Empire at this point. Time to take stock. We've had some infighting for a while. I'm sure something important was happening when Heraclius died. <laughs> what, what was it? Oh yeah, the Persian Empire. Their foes for centuries was falling apart. Yeah, ooh, yeah. loser. Over half of it had been taken over by this new Arab force that had exploded out of the desert, surprising everyone. But we don't have to worry about them. All of the eastern provinces were gone, and the Caliph Omar had taken Syria and Palestine and was in the process of taking Egypt. Things aren't going well. No. No. However, as I'm sure you remember, since we recorded this literally just a few moments ago, a man named Cyrus was sent over to Egypt to try and support the city. Yes, Sirius Cyrus. Yeah, that was his name. Yeah, he was a practical man who who had no truck with fools. And uh, he, he went oh, over. We were right then. I'm, I'm guessing this, by the way. Oh. I have no idea. But I, I'm going to say he was. He went over to Alexandria. Tutted, he did. Tutted at the state of the city. <sighs> let's, let's sort this out. He soon realised, however, that he couldn't sort this out. Yeah, the Muslim general, a man named Amir, was uh, pretty good and was quite rapidly taking over portions of Egypt. Hmm. So instead of trying to protect the city, Cyrus decided to negotiate with Amir. It was decided that the Arabs would let all who wished to stay, stay. Trust me, you can stay in Alexandria. You can keep your religions. We're not going to persecute you. It's absolutely fine. Yeah, you'll have to pay us some tax, but what's the difference there? That's, that's all public spending anyway. Like yeah, street lights, so... cleaners, camels. Big library thing that you guys have. I mean, someone's got to pay for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, so um, change, change of rulers, but uh, no difference really. And this is the point where a lot of, a lot of the Jewish communities were being persecuted, weren't they? Yes, and the Monophysites were not happy with That's the Orthodox the Constantinople. So They'd be more than happy with it. Well, yes, a lot of people went... Oh, okay, that sounds pretty pretty reasonable. Remember, Egypt had been under control of Persia for about 30 years, mm. quite recently. Yeah. So they were used to being occupied by foreign <laughs> empires. It's yeah. not that different to business as usual for them. So a lot of people went, yeah, fair enough. However, Amir didn't stop there. He also said, I understand that the, the ruling class of Alexandria might be a bit more miffed by this. So I tell you what, I'll give you a year to leave. Very reasonable. Yeah. Got an entire year, sort your stuff out, put everything in order, go back to Constantinople, wherever you want to go, Carthage, up to you guys. But in a year's time, this place is fully ours. I know that's lovely. It's sort of like they got time to find a new place, put yeah. their own place on the market, but still enjoy, you know, their, their home. That's lovely. As as takeovers go, it's not bad, is that's it? That's all right, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a very clever move. Because the power is always in the people. Because the people are unhappy, you've got more chance of civil unrest, more chance of rebellion. And with a relatively newer religion at this point as well, it's you know, it, you know, you're gonna get conversions. You'll get people go, oh, this is lovely. Yes, let's, let's do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. This this was a, a brilliant strategy. Yeah. By this rapidly emerging empire to just soak up disenfranchised cities yeah. and just go, yeah, well, we're all you and you guys can do what you want. It, it's working really well. And this is why the caliphate is expanding so quickly. This, from a Muslim perspective, is working perfectly. From mm. a Roman perspective, less so. And in... It's stealing our thunder, man. <laughs> Well, in 642, the Roman fleet stationed in Alexandria loads up their boats with the Roman army that's over there and just sail out. Egypt falls to the caliphate. So, not great, but Constance is still young. It's not really his fault. And also, there's some good news. At last, there was a chink in what seemed to be the unstoppable rise from Arabia because the Caliph Omar was assassinated. Ooh. Yes, a slave had stabbed him several times. His successor was a man named Uthman, who was a businessman with no real experience of leading armies. This was a, a man from the old Meccan aristocracy coming back to power. This was, in some ways, what was seen as a return to the old ways before they were a massive invading force. So some people thought, oh, well, maybe this will stop the expansion. Maybe, maybe things will go back to normal. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Any chance of that? Yeah. Well, other good news. Um, this new caliph, Uthman, recalled Amir from Egypt. 
Oh. Yeah. So the leaders in Constantinople, Constance too young really to be given credit here, saw their chance. Under the generalship of a man named Manuel. Oh. <laughs> yes. And in Barcelona. Armenia, apparently. No, uh. no, no. <laughs> Barcelona. Yeah, Manuel. It's his accent. Yeah. <laughs> Armenia. No, Barcelona. <laughs> Ar- Armenia. Write down Armenia. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Manuel. Just, just images from 40 Towers now. Uh, I know nothing. <laughs> well, Manuel was apparently a very good and talented general, and he sailed out to reclaim Alexandria. After all, Amir was no longer there. Time to go and get our second most important city back. Unfortunately, this does not work out too well for the yeah. Romans. Uthman, as soon as he heard of this counter-invasion, immediately sends Amir back, and the Muslim general was able to defeat the Roman forces in Egypt decisively. Then, Amir marched into the capital, just to make sure everyone really understood who was in charge here. Look, guys, I said, like... We're, we're in charge now. Do, do what you want in terms of religion, but we're in charge now. Did I forget to mention we all have pointy things? Yeah. Is this in Alexandria? Yeah. But sure, all those people go, yeah, we know. They're, they're trying to invade us. We, we agree. <laughs> Quite possibly, though. Tell them. <laughs> well, Amir looks round and realises... The trouble with Alexandria is that it's quite defendable. I mean, okay, we've been able to take it twice quite <laughs> quite easily, but still, let's um let's just make sure now. So the city walls are completely razed to the ground, completely destroyed. To make it easier for invading forces to invade their land. Well, the city was now impossible to hold. So if the Romans living there wanted to revolt, uh... they wouldn't be able to. Oh, okay. But of course, you've hit on the problem. It's also harder for the caliphate to hold now. Mm. So what do they do? Well, Amir set up a new camp further inland, further up the Nile, near some big pyramids that look quite impressive. Uh, Nick Kike... Cairo didn't era. exist. No. No, they, uh, they set up their, their town, their tented fortress, essentially, or, to give it its other name, Al-Fustat, which, as yes, you will rightly have predicted, turns into Cairo. Mm. And this is where Cairo was founded. Interesting. Does it come from the word caliphate at all? Um, no, I don't think so, but I didn't look it up, so yeah, I don't why know. Why you? It's a stupid no. idea. Well, write in with a postcard. Let's know. Anyway, yeah, the loss of Alexandria, and now there's no way they can get it back because mm. they know they can't hold it anymore. Uh, quite a blow for the Romans. Egypt was their economic powerhouse for the empire. It was also their breadbasket. Yeah. It, it's gone. Losing it is a problem. Where do we have silks now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man welcomes back after the failed attempt. What happened? Tell us what you know. I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just walks out. <laughs> Still, lost Egypt, but at least that's an end to it all now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure it's all going to be fine all from on this point from here, on. Right? Yeah. But no, turned <gasps> out more problems to come. No. Yeah. In fact, it turned out that although this Uthman was more of a businessman rather than a general, he knew how to delegate. <laughs> yeah. And with the very impressive Amir taking on Egypt very successfully. The road was free for the Arabs to keep heading west towards Africa. Ah, so west is in sort of more towards Morocco, Tunisia. Yes, exactly, which is still at this point known as the province of Africa, but won't be for much longer. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, because a man named Gregory was in charge over in Carthage at the time. He was the exarch of Africa. What, Greg? Greg, yeah. Oh, no, Greg. Good old Greg. Yeah. He's over there. He'd fight. He'd fight about this force. Oh, he'd, he'd fight anybody. Yeah. You know what he's like when he gets a drink in him. Exactly. Roger turned up to say that Gregory had revolted and declared himself emperor. Oh, of course he did. Yeah. That's the thing he'd do. He's that's, crazy. That's typical of Greg, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Gregory apparently wasn't happy with the empire. The whole single will thing. You remember that? Just before Heraclius died... Him and the Patriarch tried to figure out the schism in the church. Sergius came up with a single will concept and everyone went, no, that's terrible. We'll talk about it more later, but just know that that's not going down well in Africa at all. Um, So they weren't happy with that. And also Constantinople seemed to be doing very little to help the Exarch of Africa. 
so he thought, well, why, why are we bothering with them? We'll just defend ourselves. I am now the emperor of Africa. Yeah, right. Yeah. His first, and unfortunately for him, his last act as emperor was to die in battle against the troops that Uthman had ordered to attack the region. Well, knowing Greg, he'd just, he wouldn't take swords with him. He'd just charge in, wouldn't he? He's so rowdy. Yeah. Pint glass in one hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cocktail in the other. <laughs> yeah. So, with uh, that like, horrible loss, uh, the Arab army then retreated for a large sum of money. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's handy. So, I mean, silver lining, I suppose, for Constance there. Yes, the Exarch of Africa revolted, but, yeah, the revolt's been put down. Yeah, so one in the wing column. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, it was the enemy force that put it down for me, but... Doesn't matter. Counts as a win. Counts as a win. Going in the wind. Yeah, because after Gregory's death, uh, Africa comes back into the, the Roman fold again. Yeah. Yeah. However, Roger's back again. Hello, sir. Yeah, more bad news. Um, turns out, Othman has got a surplus of very good generals. Ah. Yeah. And he'd sent another man up into Syria to be in charge of that region. This was a man named Muawiyah, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. So, Muawiyah was uh, in charge of this newly claimed region yeah. for the Caliphate, and he looked around, and he thought, right, what shall I do? Let's keep invading the Romans, shall we? He thought. Why not? It's been going well so far. It's a lazy Sunday afternoon. Let's do this, guys. Yeah. However, he realised that trying to get into the mountainous Anatolia was perhaps a bad idea. So that's going up into modern-day Turkey. Yeah. It's tricky to get into the empire from that direction. There's a reason why this has been the natural border between Persia and Rome for centuries. Big rocks in the way. Yeah, exactly. It would be hard to take on the Romans and win there. However, this Muario was uh, not a quitter, shall we say. So he realised if they wanted to expand any more, then they needed to be able to control the sea. Yes. The Romans own the Mediterranean. We're going to struggle to take over a Mediterranean empire if we don't control the sea as well. Especially if you're partial to seafood. Bit of squid. Is he partial to seafood? Apparently so. Oh, that's nice. That's good for him. So, he orders a fleet be built. Coming from a people who lived in a desert area, the Arabians did not have many shipbuilders, as you could probably imagine. It wasn't an art form that they'd really mastered. Because one of the nicknames of camels is like ships of the desert, aren't they? So yeah. did they just throw camels into the sea? It was unsuccessful. It really oh, was. dead camels. Yeah. I mean, they floated, but it, it wasn't really the image they were looking for. Not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine, because they might not be good shipbuilders, but they had just conquered a lot of territory that was full of good shipbuilders. That's handy. Yeah. So he just ordered them to build the ships. This time make them out of wood. Yeah. <laughs> Not camel. So anyway, Constance, who was just entering adulthood by this point. So a few years have gone by, and uh, he's starting to become his own man. And he was not too pleased when he learnt that Muaria was attacking Cyprus using a brand new fleet that suddenly magically popped out of nowhere. It's like, what, what they're on the water now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> worse and worse. So he ordered the Roman fleet to be sent off to attack the invaders. But Muaria had able to cause a lot of devastation on the island by this point and then just got away before the fleet arrived. Ah, you can't catch me. Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. Then Muaria, showing again that he knew what he was doing here, turned to the Romans and offered a truce. Oh, nice. It's like sting you in the back then. Oh, truce. Yeah. Time out. You really get the feeling that this was him testing the waters, quite literally. Uh, can I do this? Can I build a fleet? Can I get it to work? Oh, yeah, I can, actually. But let's have a truce for a couple of years, focus on other things whilst let's I build, build my fleet even more. Arms war, arms race. Yeah. So, for those couple of years, both sides are building up their fleets. There's an obvious <laughs> sea battle coming. Also, the Senate soon realised if they hoped that Constans was going to be a puppet emperor all his life, uh, they were going to be disappointed. Constans was growing to be a very independent-minded young man with his own ideas of what should be happening to the Empire. So I think from this point on we can safely assume that Constans is in charge. So, news from Roger comes along. Uh, the Persian Empire, sir, it's gone. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> yeah, I mean, that probably wouldn't have cheered him up. 
Why not? It would have been great if the Romans had finally taken the Persian Empire. Oh, I, I get it. <laughs> so it's more like a slap in the face. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. They, oh, come at us. This is a serious threat. This, this new empire that's come out of the desert has just wiped out the Persian Empire. Then a few of his, his eyes and people looking at him going, go on, get to the next thought, get to the next thought. Constance there thinking for a bit more. He goes, <gasps> that means it can wipe out us! <laughs> so, yes, sir, well done. There we go, sir. Right, what are we going to do? Yes. Well, the plan was just to um, build a fleet. That was about it, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then word reaches him, Muawiya was planning to attack not just the Empire, but the city itself. Constantinople. Oh, yes. Hmm. Constance announced that he would personally lead the Roman fleet into battle. So you have no experience. This is a bad idea. Was pretty much literally the response. Yeah. Yeah, because it turned out that um, the plan was to build a fleet, but the whole training the fleet hadn't really occurred to anyone. Sir, we have thousands of ships who should be proud. And who's going to sail them? Eh, details. We'll later. Details. Yeah, you know the whole montage scene with his grandfather getting mock battles, yeah, really training yeah, yeah. his men? Yeah, that didn't happen this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously Rome had a navy, but they really needed a better one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it just wasn't prepared well enough. But still, they set off with their young emperor at the helm, and the fleets meet. Romans were utterly destroyed. When it became obvious that they were going to lose, Constans changed into a peasant's garb, quickly transferred to another ship, and one of the generals took up the emperor's cloak and wore it to give the illusion that the emperor was still fighting. He Here you go, sir. I shall wear this bullseye on my chest for you. <laughs> yeah, this man fought to the death whilst Constans managed to escape to safety. Oh. I mean, how... How Rome lost this has been discussed quite a bit, because how were these desert raiders suddenly able to win naval victories? Because they know how to fight. Surely well, you can apply that to both. And I guess the people that have con- you know, the lands that have, uh, have got and obtained will have people on that know how to... Yes, exactly. They, these people on the ships fighting Rome were former Roman citizens. Ah, brilliant. Yeah, uh, they were sailors who have worked all their <laughs> lives on the Mediterranean. So that is some really awkward meetings in the middle of yeah. the, the Mediterranean. Hey! Hey, it's Tony! Tony! To- Tony, why are you on that ship, Tony? Tony, no! Ah! <laughs> yeah, a yeah. bit like that. Yeah, yeah it was awkward. <laughs> so, yeah, um, not looking good. No. But... Again, a ray of hope came when oh. internal problems for the caliphate start up again. Uthman had been assassinated, and the son-in-law of Muhammad himself, a man named Ali, had become caliph. He'd become caliph very quickly, a little bit too quickly for some people's liking. So there's still blood on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, Muawiya declared that Ali was in some way complicit in the death of Uthman and swore revenge. He declared himself caliph. Oh. Oh, yes. Oh, he'd be a good caliph. We'll wait for that. Oh! (laughs) So, for the next five years, the new Arab Empire falls into civil war, giving Constantinople and Constans a little bit of breathing room, which they really need. Now, Muawiya, wanting to make sure that he was safe to start the civil war, made a deal with Constans. The Romans and the Caliphate would not fight there would be peace. And to make sure that the peace lasted, an offer was given, and this one is brilliant. Muawiya would give Constans personally a horse and a slave for every day the two empires remained at peace. That's amazing. There are no details of how this exchange happened. I'd like to think a slave on a horse just literally arrived at the palace every day. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I am your payment for today. (laughs) Me and Gigi here. (laughs) But it just reminds me of those fairy tales of uh, someone asking for a grain of rice for every square on a chessboard that gets doubled, and it sounds great to begin with. Yeah. Constance is like, yeah, a slave and a horse every day, fantastic. But after two years, he can't move for horses and slaves. No, he's... Oh, yeah, the palace. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. You'd have to give them away, wouldn't you? But without letting why you know about it. <laughs> yeah. All this horse, yeah, some of those horses. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. Apparently, this was a good deal, and uh, 
the deal was struck. I guess you could use the horses to train them up and like, land army. Yeah, or horse racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did he stipulate the quality of the horses? Oh, that's a good point. Well, these like really old, ropey horses. Yeah. <laughs> and like 80 year old slaves. Hello, sir. <laughs> I got your neck. <laughs> Stands. Just really thinking this isn't what he imagined. <laughs> no, I wanted a, a lovely white horse. There are no such thing as white horses, uh, they're grey. Well, it's quite clearly a white horse. No, it's grey. Been breeding horses since I was a young lad, 96 years ago. Frustrating times for Constance. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Still, he had other problems other than the rise of the caliphate because. There were a lot of religious problems going on. Now, what I'm about to uh, describe is taking place at the same time as the whole Cyprus invasion and then the fleet battle on sea. Yeah. Uh, but I've separated it just to make it clearer. So whilst all that's going on, this religious debate has risen. Just to remind you, Patriarch Sergius, at the end of Heraclius's episode, attempting to unify the church, had said that Jesus had one will. Yes thinking that's enough to satisfy the Monophysites and also the Orthodox, and they could join. It's like a middle ground. Yes. This compromise has become known as Monophylitism, or Monopholite. Like, <laughs> it's a light version of Monophysitism. It's like when you buy the light butter. Yeah, exactly. It's not real butter, but it'll do. Yeah. Now, as ever, this, uh, this attempt to unify the church did nothing but murky the waters and annoy people. Yeah. For added irony, the proposal was mainly accepted in the East, which was now lost, and the ah. West hated it. Oh, dear. So the only part of the empire left was the, the section that hated the idea. But it's still knocking around. Yeah. Because yeah. there is still support for this uh, single-will argument, namely... The, uh, the Patriarch of Constantinople, a man named Paul at this time. Yeah, he very strongly announced that he supported the idea of single will and uh, everyone should get behind it. This angered the Pope, whose predecessor had made it very clear that the single will idea was not acceptable. So, yeah. uh, again, East and West divide starting up between the Pope and the Patriarch. Then Constans received a letter from the Pope announcing that the Patriarch was to be excommunicated. <gasps> no. Yeah. Well, Constance came to a conclusion. He's around 1617 at this point. And the conclusion he came up with is one that I can fully sympathise with, even if the outcome's not great. <laughs> but I, I can really see where this comes from. So I mean, he is young, so maybe this is why he comes up with this conclusion. <laughs> be great you, you can just see that he he was sat down one day and someone explained to him the problems with the church they went into the uh council of chalcedon they talked about the Heneticon, the split between the monophysites and the orthodox church and all these different ways that it's been tried to be fixed and nothing has ever really quite worked out before i soon have like a bludgeon approach isn't he? let's just do this let's just not be religious or everyone just do your own thing. Or cancel Christianity. Or make our own Pope. You, you're not far off. I mean, you haven't quite said it, but it would belong in that list of just, well, let's just do this. Because he realised perhaps better than any of his predecessors, to be fair, <laughs> that this argument was not solvable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just ignore it. The Orthodox, the Monophysites, and this new single-will compromise, the Monothelite, all had factions, and they would never be willing to compromise. No. All the compromising is doing is forming new factions. Yeah. So he had an idea. I can just imagine everyone sitting around waiting to hear this. I'll wait to hear this, sir. I've been thinking about this, right, everyone? And I've decided... no one is allowed to mention the single-will compromise ever again. But, sir, that's a load of sh. <laughs> no one is to mention it at all. Just don't talk about it. Just don't talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a certain logic to that. If anyone in the church mentions single will, they were shown the door. <laughs> Look, there it is, over there. Yeah. I continue, sir. If you were not in the church, you would lose your job. You'd just be fired from whatever job you had. Okay. Yeah, this was serious. If you mention the single world compromise ever again, anyone, 
then they will immediately lose their job, whatever that is. Oh, the trouble is when you can't mention it, everyone's going to really want to mention it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the logic's there. No one can fall out over this anymore because no one's allowed to discuss it anymore. Can we all just stop arguing over this stupid disagreement and just get on with things? Is <laughs> the attitude of this teenager, and you can really understand where he's trying to come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so ridiculous. Meh. Yeah, just just stop it. Just so, stop, stop. No one's allowed to mention the single will. You're fired, sir. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> then you get people going, yes, we can't mention the single W1LL. <laughs> wink, wink. Didn't mention it. Didn't mention it. Well, this goes about as well as you could expect it to. In 649, Constans received a letter from a newly elected pope. <laughs> This letter had very considerately been translated into Greek so the emperor could just read it straight away. That's nice. very nice. And it informed him that the Pope had been having a bit of a chinwag over there in Rome. And uh, they've decided that this new law was ridiculous. What are you talking about? The single will compromise is the devil's work. You need to denounce it. It's your job as emperor. Okay. And this is where we really start to see Constans as a ruler in his own right, because he did not take this letter very well at all. I threw it in Roger's face. Well, it mentioned the single will, and he had made it very clear no one's to talk about this anymore. So he fired the Pope? Sort of. Oh, really? I mean, how do you fire the Pope? Out of a cannon. <laughs> you need to get him first. That's true. So, he sent a man named Olympius to Italy. Oh, there's a good name for an athlete. <laughs> you're going to run there, you're going to grab him and bring him back. <laughs> Olympias was to go to Italy, become the exarch over there, and uh, your first job, once you're set up, of course, uh, is uh, arrest the Pope. Oh, on what charge? He became elected without consulting me, said Ooh, Constance. Putting himself above religion. Oh, yes. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, he's on dicey ground there, but he's going for it. Um, he's just committing himself fully now. Yeah. So I can't back out. I'm God. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe this plan was a good plan, uh, but it turned out that Olympias was a poor choice. Ah. Because Olympias got over to Italy, sort of looked around a bit, and then declared himself emperor. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Such a promising name. I know. Poor choice. I know. However, he was perhaps a bit premature because there were still many forces loyal to the empire and uh, what troops he did have were forced to Sicily and then he died shortly afterwards. We have no details. Quite frankly, he deserved it. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's coup attempt number two in the empire, also put down. Mm. Yeah, which is quite nice. That also catches us up with the narrative. So we're now to the early to mid-50s. Muwaria has just set off to fight Ali in the caliphate civil war that's happening there. So we've all caught up. And as Constans now has some room free from worrying about the Arab invasion, he decides that this Pope Martin definitely needed to be arrested. He got Still. away with it. Yeah, he's not going to let this slide. I clearly said no one's to mention single will, and he wrote me a letter explicitly talking about it. He says it right here. Yeah. So he sends someone else to go and arrest the Pope. Manuel. <laughs> I don't think it was, but let's say it was. Yeah, <laughs> so Manuel is sent to go and arrest the Pope. And this time, the Pope is indeed arrested. Ooh. Oh, yes. His Holiness arrived in the capital in 654. Took him a year to get to Constantinople. They kind of stopped on an island for a while. No one knows why, but they did. Eventually... <laughs> they... This is my second home. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. But after a year, the Pope arrives in the capital. He's uh, looking a bit worse for wear, apparently. Oh, OK. He was then dragged through the streets of Constantinople to the mocking of the general population. He's the gateway to God. Yeah, he broke the walls, though. <sighs> Don't mention the single will, damn it. He was then thrown into a cell for three months. This was midwinter. Apparently he wasn't treated too well. No. He was eventually dragged out of the cell in very poor shape, unable to walk. He was literally dragged in front of the emperor for a tribunal. Constans accused the pope of conspiring with Olympius to usurp him and take the throne. And after three months in a cell, he's feeling a bit, bit arsy at this point, so he goes, and your evidence for that is? Yeah, pretty much. He just goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, didn't do that. Um, Constans did not believe him, so Pope Martin was sentenced to death. He was stripped naked 
and a chain placed around his neck. He was oh. then dragged through the streets once more and thrown into another prison awaiting his execution. Constans then goes and visits the excommunicated patriarch of Constantinople. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. He's on his deathbed, as it happens. Well, that's not a happy thing. No, no. Coincidentally, he's just not very well. And when Constans tells him what he's just done that day, it's like, I've just ordered the execution of the Pope, by the way. Uh, turned out patriarch not too happy about this. Huh. Yeah, he said, and I quote, this too I must answer for. <laughs> what in in hell? Or? Well, he's been excommunicated, so he's obviously already feeling a bit ah, oh, a bit like, like a things, bit hellbound. Yeah, things aren't going well for him, and it's like, oh, now the Pope's dying because of me. So he said to Constans, "You need to commute his death sentence. You can't kill the Pope." Constans listened and did indeed commute the sentence to banishment. So this very ill Pope. By this time, he was in a very bad state, uh, was sailed off to the Crimea and uh, sort of dumped there. Ah. And then he died. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't executed. And that's the most important thing. Yes. Small print. I'd like to think that Constans then turned to everyone around him and just said, so I meant it when I said we're not talking about the single will thing. You got it? Okay. <laughs> So the next thing that we know about Constans is that he spent a while in the Balkan area. Remember, this area has slowly but surely been taken over by the Avars and the Slavs. Uh, in particular, the Slavs in this region, they had mostly settled. They're starting to run farms in the region rather than raiding it. So Constans headed off into the region to generally go and show them who's boss and uh, sort out problems. I mean, there is still raiding going on. There are yeah. still problems. So he goes into the region to sort things out. And he thinks, well, wouldn't it be really good, instead of having the Slavs on my border, if the Slavs were on someone else's border? Ooh. Yeah, they cause trouble. It's annoying having the Slavs on my border, so uh, let's make this someone else's problem, he thinks. To change borders? Give the land up to somebody? Not quite. He spends a while kidnapping as many Slavs as he can possibly find, putting them onto boats, sailing them to Anatolia, modern-day Turkey, and plunking them on the newly formed border with the Caliphate. Ah. Yeah. They're now in the Roman Empire. Fine, you can come and live in the Empire, that's fine. You see that border over there? You want to do any raiding, go and do it that way. See, the trouble with the plan, though, if you're kidnapping random people, <laughs> like a few kids... <laughs> yeah. Ethel the Slav. Yes. Yeah, and <clears throat> she's and she can be mean with... <clears throat> with a frying pan. With a frying pan. Legal. She's got a sharp tongue, but... Yeah. Uh, not sure she's led many battles. No, no. no. But still, it's setting up a, an artificial buffer state yeah. between the, this new border. That's quite savvy, huh? Yeah, yeah. However, Constans was under constant pressure by this point. He'd become quite unpopular in the capital. He did things like murder popes and stuff. I mean, it, it wasn't going down too well. And there was a growing movement supporting the idea that his brother, a man named Theodosius becoming the co-emperor. Constans knew just the solution for this. Kill him? No, he doesn't kill his own brother. No. He bishops his brother. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> that didn't stop the, the movement, though, so he came up with another idea. Kill? Yeah, he then kills his own oh, brother. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least he, he bishoped him first. Yeah, he had some heart. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> yeah, again, this uh, move does not go down well with the people. Now, if we can believe certain sources and... We can't, but let's say this is true because it's brilliant. He then spirals out of control a little bit mentally and starts having visions of his brother covered in blood haunting the halls of the palace in Constantinople. This is now Macbeth. Yes, it turns into Macbeth. Nice. Oh, this probably didn't happen at yeah. all, but we're saying it did because that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. So shortly after seeing visions of his blood-soaked brother, he announces... That he's going to go on tour for a bit. River holiday. Yeah, have a bit <clears> of a break. <laughs> so where's he going to go on tour? Right. The Western provinces. Ooh. Yeah. Some historians claim that it was his unpopularity that led to this decision. Get out of Constantinople, the people aren't liking him. Some say that it was his mental state of mind. It was this ghost he was seeing. 
that meant that he wanted to leave. Because then he'll know if the ghost is in the bricks of the building was yeah, following him. Exactly. It's important you find that stuff out. Yeah. Uh, most likely, he realised that Italy was very weak and could be taken by the Lombards, and Africa was very weak and is likely to fall to the Arabs unless he does something soon. So this is probably just a very sensible move to head west and just make sure it's all stable. Also, perhaps it was something to do with the fact that the first caliphate fatna, or civil war, had just come to an end. <laughs> and Muawiyah had won. He had defeated Ali. This has some very long-lasting effects, such as the Sunni-Shia divide oh, really? stems from the civil war. Yes. Oh, wow. That's... Yeah. Uh, but the shorter-term effect means that the second caliphate dynasty then rises. And this is the Umayyad dynasty that Muawiyah is part of. Now, to the Romans, this makes very little difference that we're on that second dynasty, but it now becomes more heretical over there. One family owns the power. Right. Things are centralised a little bit more, arguably more streamlined and easier to go and take things over. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say the expansion's not going to slow down anytime soon. Okay. Yeah. So perhaps Constans realising that his weaker Western provinces were now wide open to this newly focused caliphate, uh, so he'd best go and sort the area out. Yeah. So he leaves his wife and by then three children behind, and he started by spending a year in Greece, just convincing everyone that everything's fine. It's all okay, guys. It's quite nice here, isn't it? I'll stay here for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely weather. And a firm plan was finally put into place. It's time to take back Italy again. <laughs> By this point, the Italian peninsula was split into three. Land held by the empire, the very southern tips of the boot, plus a strip between Rome and Ravenna was yeah. held by the empire. Way. Yeah. Then you had uh, the southern Lombard kingdom, yeah. which was sort of south Italy, and then the northern Lombard kingdom that was north of that Roman strip. So it's a very precarious hold, isn't it, of, of Italy? Yeah, yeah. In my head, I thought they sort of many owned it with a few tribes in there, but actually they just own a little bit in the middle. Yeah, exactly. So time to go and take it back, is Constance's thoughts. So they land in Italy, in the southern Lombard kingdom, and they meet very little resistance. This was looking really good. That is, until they hit the current capital for the region, Benevento. Benevento. Sounding very Italian by this point. Yeah. Everyone suddenly started wearing really sharp suits and uh, eating pasta. Ah, oh, Vespers. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's gone full-on Italian. Now, the Lombards in Benevento refuse to open the gates, so a siege begins. However, the southern Lombards had managed to send word to their northern brothers to ask for help. Oh dear. Oh yeah. One day after the siege had carried on for quite a while, a man was brought before the emperor. He was a captured Lombard messenger who was bringing word of a large relief army coming from the north. Constance came up with a cunning plan. <gasps> Probably twirling his considerable moustache. Oh yeah, I thought he had a beard. Yes. Oh yeah, you've got to be oh, picturing yeah. the beard throughout all of this. I've, I've, I've been, I kept thinking a smooth face, but yeah, he's, he's full on oh, bearded. Full on massive beard. Yeah. So he comes up with a cunning plan. He made a deal with the messenger. If we take you to the city walls, you can inform Benevento that no relief army is coming, and then I will let you live. So, the Romans drag this messenger in front of the walls. They shout up for attention. Hello? Hello? Got a messenger? The messenger took a deep breath. And then, as quickly as he possibly could, shouted something along the lines of, There's a relief army on the way. Please look after my wife and chuck. Because by that point, he'd been stabbed several times. Oh. <laughs> yes. That's quite sad. Yeah. His head was chopped off loaded into a catapult, and sent over the walls. Wonderful. Yeah. But the damage was done. The city to knew... the messenger. It. Well, yes. But also, the city knew that a relief army was on the way. Their morale soared. Constans realised that they were not going to be able to take the city. Could have so... just killed the messenger, right? Sent one of their own people in costume. Yeah, yeah. Rookie mistake. It's the beard. It's the beard. Draining all the power from his brain. It gave him a sense of overconfidence. Yes, he kept yeah. stroking it. Yeah. When I stroke it thusly, do I look, not look more mature, more wizened? No, sir. <laughs> no, you don't. Well, they then head to Naples. Hang out there for a bit. <laughs> I swear there used to be a city near here. And then they go to Rome. 
Rome. <gasps> Rome. Rome. I've heard of this place. It's been a while since we've been there. Yeah. This makes Constans the first Roman emperor to set foot in the old capital since the West fell. Wow. He received an incredibly warm welcome. Mm. The current Pope, despite the fate of the last one, <laughs> yeah. was on very friendly terms with Constance. Well, of course he was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the welcome wagon was rolled out. Get the best red carpet. No, no, no. The best. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think the welcome wagon was just one wagon that they kept in storage, just in case the emperor ever turned up. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they have like a little little band in there, like a little orchestra? Yeah, they pra- practiced once a week. Yeah. Jeff was in charge. Oh, dear. Ju- just in case the emperor ever comes, we need something prepared. So, yeah. Uh... Jeff, get your flute out. <whistles> no, that's one of those little whistles. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. It was just people playing their, their little penny whistles <laughs> as the Emperor rode up. The recorders. <laughs> so Constance enters the city. And uh, just just look around for a bit here. Because it's, it's looking quite different to uh, when we last saw it, isn't it? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wi Fi now. <laughs> no, the other way, Jamie, other way. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes, well, the population had fallen from around perhaps 800,000 to about 100,000. Uh. Population had just collapsed mm. and it was still declining. The city is in complete ruin. The once great aqueducts are standing there unused and starting to crumble. The Colosseum is there. Uh, but it's no longer being used as an entertainment building. It hasn't been for about a hundred years. People have started building shops into it and even houses. At some point, a church is built in it. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, perhaps not by this point, but it's starting to be used for other things. Yeah. Yeah. The the Forum still had many of the old buildings in, but many of them have been converted into churches or storehouses. They're all looking a little bit run down. Everything's looking a bit a bit grim. Just this fascinating idea that the population lived in the middle of a city that was built for a population size ten times the size of them. Mm. So it would have just been ruins all over the place. See, in my head as well, you ever seen photographs of Coventry in the 1960s? Yes. Colourful, bright, vibrant. Yeah. Then you see photographs in the 80s. <laughs> ghost town. That's, that's my view now. Yeah, yeah. R- Roma is a, a ghost town from the 80s. Yeah, the song was first created. Yeah. In Rome? (laughs) Yes, it was. I mean, that's not to say the whole city was in ruin. Obviously, pockets were still heavily populated and a vibrant city was still being run, but it was almost like a city within a city now. Uh, St. Peter's Basilica, which is now 300 years old, it's not the one that's still standing now. It got rebuilt at some point. Uh, But the old St. Peter's Basilica is now 300 years old. It looked very impressive, very grand. Yeah, so Constans went there, attended Mass, and then went on a tour of the city. He was perhaps saddened to see this old ruin of a city, once so, so grand. He perhaps heard stories of how it never really recovered from the sacks by the Goths and then the Vandals, and how those barbarians had stripped the very roofs of all the copper. At expensive. That, yeah, at that point, I'd like to think Constance went, but all the copper? Well, no, no, as you can see, some of the buildings, sir, they still have metal on. The old Pantheon that uh, Emperor Focus gave us permission to convert into a church, for example. Look, it still looks lovely, doesn't it, sir? Sir, em- Emperor, what are you doing? <laughs> Climbing up, shimming up the, the columns there. <laughs> Hammer in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, prizing up the roof. Come on! <laughs> because, yes, Constance then starts to systematically strip all buildings of any metal work that remained so he wasn't saddened then was he He went there for a loot oh yes if any decorations were still around and impressive enough they were just sent back to constantinople anything that was not was simply melted down do you think that the the people in the city are still trying to be really happy that he's here oh (laughs) glorious idea emperor (laughs) i don't need a roof over my head it's absolutely fine those roofs on the temples they were just getting in the way weren't they too gaudy weren't they julian (laughs) they were jeff play the penny whistle Yeah, so, fun times in Rome. After a couple of weeks of ripping the city apart and uh, just claiming most of it as his, the emperor left, just leaving a weeping pope, probably. (laughs) (laughs) 
Constans returned to Naples and then moved on to Sicily, where he stopped for five years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we have literally no details whatsoever what he did there. He was just there for five years. Uh, presumably he was building up the navy. I mean, Sicily's a nice, sensible location nowadays mm. for what the empire now looks like. And also it had recently been raided by the Arabs, uh, a clear sign that trouble was coming. So let's start building up the navy, make sure we can defend our western provinces. But that is just speculation. We don't know. The only thing we do know is that one day Constans was bathing himself when one of his attendants picked up a weighty decorative soap dish, sort of held it in his hand a bit, tested its weight a little bit, took a couple of steps towards the emperor, and then bashed Constans over the head with it. Constans, bleeding, slipped under the water and died. Oh. Yeah, (laughs) that came out of nowhere, didn't it? It really did. Yeah, but that's how Constans would have felt as well, so... (laughs) Yeah, we we just breathing in the water. We we don't really know why one of his attendants suddenly killed him. Uh, a coup attempt, presumably. I think an insult for money. These soap dishes are terrible. Fetch me less gaudy ones, please. <laughs> Do you think it was the master of the soap who had just had yes. enough? Yeah. And yes, he'd been given this honorary title, but he was criticised every single day about yeah. his soap dishes. He and, and the soap in general, Ooh, yeah. bit bit strong today. He, he'd had enough. He just snapped one day. The emperor had walked in and just tutted and we went lavender again. And uh, oh. yeah, I mean, the master of soap had spent all day collecting lavender the day before. Yeah, he'd been out, yeah. Yeah. The emperor Drying doesn't... them. Because no, you always put fresh herbs in soap, you have to dry them first. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. takes time. The emperor didn't understand this. It's a lot of hard work went into it. So, it was. Yeah, something just snapped. Wow. Yeah, give you lavender and crack across <laughs> his head. <laughs> lavender there. <laughs> So there you go, that is the interesting reign of Constance too. Yeah. Let's rate him. Fightius Maximus. Okay, well, he fought personally in the naval battle against Muawiyah. Does it count as fighting? If you lose so badly? He did lose utterly and have to run away dressed as a peasant, but he took part in the battle. A naval battle as well, we don't get many of those. So, yeah, I mean, true. he does have something, but maybe not a huge amount because he did lose. Uh, he then fought the Slavs. But that was more of a kidnapping of the Slavs <laughs> rather than fighting Good massive strategy, armies. strategy, though. Oh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll come to that in Successors Ultimus. But fighting points, mm, not entirely sure. Uh, he fought the Lombards for a while, but he just tried to siege them and failed and then moved on. <laughs> he got bored. Eh, screw this. Yeah. And uh, he lost in the famous Battle of the Soap Dish. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so... Um, he did do some fighting, though, so I think he's going to pick up some points. But he lost um, everything he really did. So, so no. I, I mean, I'll give him a point but for taking part. I'm going to give him a point for sieging a city, and I'm going to give him a point for sailing out to You've fight. Failed. Yeah, but still, he took part. He's been in more battles than I have. I would get zero. I think he deserves two. Yeah, no, okay. I'll give him two. I'll match that score. Gets four, then. Four. Okay. Approvium Crazium. He killed his brother. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, He may have been seeing the ghost of his brother for a while, but that's probably made up. No, it's true. It's true. Okay, then. Um, He killed the Pope because he he didn't like him. (laughs) No, no, he didn't kill the Pope. He tortured and imprisoned the Pope, then sent him away to an island where he then died. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to do with him. He was exiled. (laughs) Did not kill the Pope. Um, He he stripped Rome of whatever it had left, which isn't really crazy, but it certainly is a program. Definitely. So um, nothing huge there. I think he's going to pick up a couple of points for the ghost story. That's always nice. Um, Yeah, crazy story about that. But it's, it's nothing nothing amazing, is it? I want to give him a three, because he needs more than fighting. Yeah, I'm only going to give him two. That's five for a Proverbium Crazium. Success ultimate. Okay, this one's quite hard to judge. It's It was a very difficult time. Yes. And what few sources we do have are quite hostile towards him. But he did fight back this Arab invasion, and under him, and he ruled for quite a while... It was largely kept to a standstill. I mean, yes, technically Egypt fell under him, but, I mean, it had already gone. But it only came to a standstill because they chose to stop advancing. Well, yeah, that's the flip side. It's only because of the the, uh, civil war within the caliphate that it stopped. It's nothing really to do with Constance. He did nothing. Yeah. Okay. well, what about this? He did not abandon the exarchs of Italy and Africa. 
he went to their aid. He went west, where he could have gone, oh, they can defend themselves. So he tried to hold his whole empire intact rather than just focusing on Constantinople. Was he successful? Well, he kind of died whilst doing so it. So that's a no, then. <laughs> they didn't like, fall it, under look, him, though. If, if, I was, if I started reading, I don't know, War and Peace, I got halfway through, yeah. during my plane flight, plane crashes, I die. I then can't say I've read War and Peace, because no. I haven't. I didn't successfully read it. So. How bizarre, though. I started reading One Piece two days ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's yeah. dull as hell, isn't it? No, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I watched the BBC version too of it. Too many people. And then I went, oh, I should read this again. I, I read of, it years ago. It's names and characters. It, I stopped. <laughs> I, I re- couldn't carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I read it years ago and got a bit lost, but I still finished it because, damn it, I was going to finish it. Whereas now I know the history a lot, lot better. Yeah. I'm figuring I'd be able to keep up with what's going on. How are you finding it? Oh, I'm, I'm literally only a few pages in. Yeah, because so far I got. <laughs> I, I had quite a lot of research to be doing. Um, researching John Quincy has yeah. uh, made me go... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. The, I've been doing a lot of reading into the Napoleonic Wars. Oh, yeah. Still, that was quite a tangent there. A war piece tangent. Yeah. There's not much to talk about. No. Um, OK, no, no, <laughs> I've got more. I've got more. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, the resettling of the Slavs to create a false buffer state. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, not a false, a a, a new buffer state, maybe yeah, is a better yeah. way of saying it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that that's a good idea. Yes. Yeah, if uh, the Caliphate comes through that region now, they've got to get through the Slavs first. I fear that might be easy. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, at least he's attempting things. Uh, mm. He also attempted to sort out the problems within the church. Yeah, it was a bit sledgehammery. No one's talking about it anymore. And then he put his fingers in his ears and just went, la, 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 la. Yeah. But uh, he attempted it. But failed. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. You get the feeling that he, he tried his best, but... I guess his lack of experience and his age as well didn't help with that. Yeah, he's, at that point. He was young to begin with, but he wasn't by the end. Yeah, but when he sort of that, though, he was quite young, wasn't he? I know, that's a good point, yeah. Um, they really need a Heraclius on the throne at this point. Yes. And they've not got one. No. He's not awful, and in other times, I think Constance would have done a decent enough job, but they need... A brilliant emperor, and they've got a mediocre one. If that. I'm, I'm going to give him a couple of points, because he's trying to sort things out. Yeah, him too. Okay, that's a four. Image of Okay, here's his round. Ten! Yeah. Oh, no, we, have to, we have to score the same. You gave him ten. Oh, did I? You gave him nine. All right. Ah, well, no, if you remember, I only gave him nine because it was only one coin that depicted him that way. Yeah. So I knocked a point off. Oh, okay. Yeah, whereas Constance is always depicted this way. This is his beard. All right. So, yeah, so I'm back up to 10. Are you? Oh, yeah. Let's see. This is definitely a 10. There's the coin to remind <gasps> you. Wow. That is an impressive. And it's combed. Massive combed beard with a huge moustache. Look at his hair. Yeah, he, he's full on Gandalf there. That is phenomenal. Do you think, how would we get the bit? Do you think they would have wrapped it on like twigs or something or sticks to keep it sticking out that far? What, the moustache? Yeah. I don't know, sort of waxed it, maybe? That's amazing. Yeah, it's... it's. Oh, ten. Yeah, this is definitely ten. This is brilliant. He's mediocre in every respect, apart from his amazing beard. That is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. That's five to top, top score. Yeah, the, the thing that he'll be kicking himself about, though, in the afterlife, is that due to historical errors, his nickname of Constantine the Bearded for most of history, has actually been given to his son. Oh. Yeah. It's only relatively recently people realised, oh, hang on, the wrong nickname's been given to the yeah, emperor. his son doesn't even have a beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but we're aware of what nickname he should have. He is very much Constantine the Bearded, or Constance too. Uh, Constance the Bearded. So that is a full ten points each, which gives them a score of five. Ten Right, how long do you think that was? He said he lasted quite a while, and he spent, you know, five years, a year after this year, so I'm, I'm guessing around a 20-year mark. 641 to 668, 27 years. Wow. Yeah, but our sources are just so thin on the ground, it doesn't seem like he lasts that long. No. Yeah, so to be able to hold the Empire intact in this very turbulent time for nearly three decades is actually quite impressive. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, a shame I'm, we I'm have... I tend to add another point off his successes for that reason. 
Yeah, are you going to? Should we go back into the room? Okay, let's head back to the successor's room then. Successor's ultimate. Yeah, I'm going to add another point on. So I'm giving three instead of two. Yeah, you, okay. Of time. I'm, I'm, you've convinced point. me. Okay, yeah. Put another one down for me as well. Right. So six then. Yeah, okay. Back through Imago. No, yeah. no, tempo. No, we need to go through Imago first. We've discussed this in the past. Can't just skip rooms. Although we ironically did before to get into the... So. It's only when you go forward you've got to go through them. That's true. Yeah, it's you can like, use the shortcuts to go back. That's true. Yeah. yeah, as long as you know the password. Yes, definitely. Right, okay, off we go. Image of face. And to the next one. Temple completed. Right. Here we are. Okay. So, what are we doing? Final question. Yeah. Jeanne Suzanne. What's your score? Tempo. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. You confused me by going back. Um, we back. Need to, that gives him a score of 3.38 for Tempo Completo. Not bad. So that is a total score of 23.38. Yeah. It's not great. Middling is it? it's at best. Middling at very much best, yeah. Low 20s club. That's not what they need right now. Oh, no. They need a high 30s at least. Yes. But, yeah. A bare minimum. But maybe his son will be that man. Because next time is Constantine 4. Before we finish, though, we've got one last thing to decide. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. See, again, it's flitting between these rooms. It's confusing <laughs> me. Okay. Does he have it? Does he have a certain Well, there's only one reason why we'd ever give it to him. <laughs> That's true. But is that beard good enough to give him Gene César? The, the trouble is, there's not enough information about him. You yeah. get the odd snapshots. Every battle, he pretty much lost. Yeah. However, he kept the Empire... Ticking along. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not enough. There's not much interest here. Yeah. It's, it's not just... I've come to terms with the fact it's not always about the beard. <laughs> Okay. Is that a no then? That's a no. Okay. Sorry, Constance. Just not good enough. There you go. So, that's the end of this episode. It is. So, his son, is he next in line? Yes, his son is next in line. Think he'll do better? I don't know now. I, I, I thought Constantine 3B would do well. <laughs> so, no. no. Well, we'll find out next time. That's like over a month away for us, isn't it? It's going to be a while, yes. Yeah. Let's re listen to this, right? If things go according to plan, this will be released possibly as you're getting back from Australia. Oh, really? That's nice. Yeah. So if you did die in the plane crash... Memorial episode. Memorial episode, yeah. Yeah. This is me speaking from beyond the grave. Grave. It's nice, though, because you're going to read a poem at my funeral, so that's quite nice. I'm just going to put an episode of Total's Rancom on. Oh, good advertisement, yes. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Not sure which one. Caligula. Okay. My favorite. I'll put Caligula on for you. Yeah. Oh no, Ju- uh, Julianus. Julianus. Yeah. Okay. I'll that put, was most fun to record. I'll put Julianus's episode okay. on at your funeral. Thank you. Okay then. Who's going to co-host? I, I'll find someone. I mean, it's not that tricky, is it? True. Yeah. I'll pull someone off off the street. <laughs> you know where the mic is and everything. So. Yeah, I'll let myself in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'll give you a cue for a go. Great. So all, the, <laughs> all that needs to be said then. Don't forget, you can download us from Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to. <laughs> yes. And until next time, all that needs to be said is... Check out my beard. Goodbye. Goodbye. This, this naval battle will end with all of our deaths. We will feast on the mouths of hell very soon, sir. You're right, this is awful. I honestly thought that my preparations were, were adequate for this battle. You tried hard, sir, and that is the most important thing. I can't believe it's come to such an end. But, sir, at least I get to, we get to die as Romans defending the Empire. I can't think of no greater honour than dying with the Emperor himself. Constance too. Or, and bear with me here, I could escape. You could escape? I could, I, yes, yes I could. But, but how, sir? You'll be spotted in an instant. Why don't we, then hear me out. Yes? Swap. Swap. Yes, you're now Emperor. Well done. I'm... I'm Emperor.
Yes, I am emperor, so I can make these kinds of decisions. You're now emperor. I'm now emperor? Yes, now, obviously, you'll need to be wearing this this cloak here. Here you go. I'm emperor. Congratulations. And, oh, could I have your, 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 your tunic there? Yes, yes, yes. I need to write to my wife. Yes, yes, that's very good. Well, give me whatever. I'll, I'll pass it on. Um, get the ship ready. Get the ship ready. Right. My um, children will be so happy. Oh, I'm sure they will when they, they hear. Right, put the cloak on, man. Put the cloak on. Make sure it's, it's really clear. It's purple. Yes, I'm yes, purple. Emperor. You are the emperor. Right. Well done, emperor. Um, what's your first orders? I have quite a few policy changes. That's ahead brilliant. Of mine. You're right. I should get on this ship straight away. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Now, uh, could you just stand stand in the middle, middle of the boat, nice and visible? Yes. Yes. You could just hold this this sign up as well. That would be very useful. Of course. It says, "Shoot me." Yes. It says, "Shoot me." It's it's it, it's in old Latin. It means I'm the emperor. Of course. Yes. I'm the emperor. Yes, you are. Right. Now I'm going now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Just yes, just over there, nice and visible. Goodbye. And now, as emperor, I can stand here. I'm putting my reforms and ideas into place, all my policies shall work. And here I have my master plan that shall win this war and send Rome to a new golden age which will see us live for